At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. My loves, meet Isabel Bexic, a Filipina-American creative soul who is here to help guide you toward recognizing your creative gifts and tapping into the power of your potential. Isabel is a former art director who, after 10-plus years of event organization and creative work in diverse industries, has turned her talent and expertise towards being a creative wellness guide for BIPOC and LGBTQIA plus changemakers. The work she does aims to support creatives and empower them to reclaim their gifts without engaging in capitalist-driven practices that encourage burnout. In this conversation, we aim to discuss how our creative calling is medicine. We explore why so many changemakers who identify as BIPOC, LGBTQIA+, or as children of immigrants struggle with embracing rest, self-care, creativity, and play. We also discuss how to rewrite the narrative that your creativity is just a hobby or isn't worth it if it's not productive. We talk about why prioritizing rest is the secret to unlocking an abundant income and how to connect with your inner child to experience liberated play that encourages creative momentum. This is a conversation that you'll walk away from feeling inspired and encouraged to embrace your creativity. You'll also walk away with a better understanding of the systems at play that may not be aligned with your prosperity and and how you can alter your interactions with them in order to thrive in your experience. Grab a little snack, grab some water because we got to stay hydrated. Y'all know the vibes, okay? And let's go ahead and get into this conversation with Isabel Bexic. Hi, Isabel. Welcome to Manifest Daily. How are you doing today? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. And it truly is an honor because fun fact, Manifest Daily was in my Spotify wrapped of 2022 in my top five. So it's been so exciting to be able to talk to you today. Yeah, that is amazing. I love that. Thank you so much for listening. I feel like it's very full circle for you to go from listener, Spotify wrapped situation, which I love that. I cannot wait for the next one <laughs> to, to now being here on the show. And I'm super excited to have you on and when you reached out to kind of talk about this particular episode that we're recording today, I was so excited. The topics are very intriguing to me. And I do think that this is a conversation that we need to have. So I'm very excited. But before we dive into all of the juicy questions about medicine and art and being a creative, I would love to know what you do. So can you give us an intro? Tell us who you are, what you do, and what brought you into this line of work? Yes. So I'm Isabel Bugsick. I am a Filipina-American creativity wellness guide, and I have a background in art direction and design. And so I've had incredible opportunities to work across different industries and work with clients such as Target, Michelle Obama, and Stephen Curry and Naomi Campbell on their social media campaigns. 
and also have that passion of holding space and organizing events for several communities of different backgrounds from BIPOC to women to LGBTQIA plus folks. And really culminating all of those experience and passions together in what, I do, in what I do now as a creativity wellness guide or creative coaching. And so I really take my work and my background in nurturing folks in crafting a pleasurable, rested, creative practice so that they can pursue their craft in a sustainable way. So that's a bit about what I'm doing and what I've done. That is so beautiful. And we're definitely going to dive more into that and what that means, especially as you describe the sustainability piece. I think that's going to be really important in our conversation today. But before we even get there, I would love to know more about your journey. So how did you go from being an art director to a creative wellness guide? And what, I guess, what were some of the most important parts of that journey? And maybe even that pivot. I don't know if you consider it a pivot or not, or if you consider it sort of a natural journey, but what did that look like for you? Yes. So there are two main things that come up for me when I think about this journey. One is that I was actually part of a layoff from my job in April of 2023. And I have done so much internal work and reflection beforehand that allowed me to experience that from a place of calmness and excitement, actually, when they were telling me. I didn't have that sense of urgency or fear or scarcity. Of course, I had certain things that I am grateful for being able to live with family and have my needs met. But I did have that sense of excitement, like, okay, universe is saying, girl, stop playing small. This is the time <laughs> to honor your creative gifts. Like, you know what the hell you're doing. So just do it. And so that's a one big milestone that really pushed me off the cliff, as one might say, into this role. And another, I think that really planted the seed to be able to experience that sense of excitement and groundedness when I was getting that news was I actually had a minor surgery in October of 2022 where I had a cyst on my ovary that needed to be removed. And so I had moved through a lot of reflection of mortality and my ex existence and fears of like, what ifs, if, you know, something didn't go well. And I, aside from thinking about the words left unsaid to loved ones, the other thing that was top of mind was what were the creative projects and the words and the things left uncreated or unlaunched or not shared with the world? And that was something that would have really tore me up if that didn't get to happen because I have a lot of things that I've been holding too tightly to, collecting dust in my external hard drive and my computer and journals. And so that was a devotion promise to myself that when I recovered, I would pursue this wholeheartedly and fully. And it was also a practice of forced rest because I had to be in bed and recover for about a week or two. And so that was a lot of body presence and awareness and slowness. And so that really was embodied of what I'm doing now. Yeah. Wow. Well, I love that you were able to take a lot of negative events happening in your life. And instead of looking at it as like, okay, woe is me. And I'm sure you had to sit with that, mm -hmm. right? And kind of sit with any yeah. frustration or sadness or disappointment and all of those different things, fear. But you were able to alchemize that and turn that into such a beautiful thing for yourself, right? Such a beautiful pivot for your career. And I always think it's so interesting when we get to a place in life where we're able to sort of like 
almost like face our possible mortality, face the the really scary what ifs. And instead of like turning away, we look at it straight on and we're like, okay, this is a possibility. But like, if that happens, you know, what would I do from there? And I think once we have a chance to actually do that, we're able to see that there is a possibility for us to alchemize in some way if we're still here on this earth living this life. And it sounds like you were really able to do that, especially with the layoff and post-surgery and kind of like recovering your health. Yes. And I think to that of being able to have that ability and capacity to face really difficult life experiences, I also want to name that I had community support and support systems and mentors to guide me through these really emotionally charged times. And so that's another thing that I also want to add of how community care is so vital to be able to move through life. I completely agree. And I don't know if you've been seeing this discussion more and more lately, but just kind of talk about how specifically in America, it's such an individualistic society. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us are kind of feeling that calling to community. We're either craving it if it's not present for us, or we're kind of returning back to our communities, going back to, you know, where we grew up and with our parents or our broader families or even friends that we consider to be family. And I think it's such a powerful thing because you really can't, or at least I don't believe you can really create this like amazingly fulfilling life without community, without support. And it is something that I also am super passionate about. It's like, how do we create community in our spaces, even if we don't necessarily have them in in some of those traditional ways like family? Yeah, I so agree with that. And there's so much to that. Like, Coming from uh, the Philippines, there's so much to the village aspect of thinking about how living in multi-generational homes is the norm and how there's this redistribution of labor and chores and care instead of this hyper-independence that uh, Western society has pushed upon us as normal. But how do we return back to being able to care for others in a community, in a in a group setting and somewhat like a village type of uh, ideal. And so that's something that is really transformational and amazing to see the gift in a group, in group support. I completely agree. So I want to kind of circle back to a, a phrase. Uh, and you may have touched upon it in your intro, but when you emailed me, you mentioned your creative calling is medicine. And first of all, this episode might just be titled that because I love that. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. But what does this mean to you? And how can this concept positively impact the lives of creatives if they were to really and truly understand, but then integrate that into their life and their process? Yeah. So I want to start that off with a quote from James Baldwin that I love returning to. It states, the role of the artist is exactly the same as the role of the lover. If I love you, I have to make you conscious of the things you don't see. And just like in that statement alone, how amazing and transformational and powerful art can be in the world and creating really huge shifts in our emotions and perspective in actions. And so, yes, my work is being able to support folks and moving from being burned out to of overwhelm, of confusion to rest and pleasure. And by doing so, it really goes deeper than that. It's to cultivate this new way of approaching your creativity so that your creative gifts can be fully realized and brought out into the world and experienced by folks, community who is just waiting for you to share that. And by doing so, how potent and healing that is for the collective 
especially in times of grief and trauma, to make sense of the world through a poetic processing, to be in touch and remember our humanity through those artful experiences and how folks can be so moved emotionally, soulfully into action for community care, for uh, change in the world and getting so rooted from a place of and move with love for all beings, creatures, nature, for sustaining our livelihoods in right relationship with the land for future generations. And so it really goes so deep in how we can practice our creativity and how it's not just like, oh, I get to share this project, but how it can impact folks in the way they experience maybe a new perspective on something or change their action or behavior into caring for themselves or caring for their community. And so how can we do that is by first claiming that part of ourselves and remembering, yeah, I do have gifts within me and it is medicine for community. I think in thinking of creativity as medicine, we can start to move beyond this very simplistic idea that your creativity has to be monetized in some way, or it has Mm. to be, you know, just a means to an end for receiving money. And I feel like, I mean, perhaps (laughs) this is just what I see a lot online, but it seems like there's this push for creatives to almost like really lean into more visibility online, not for the sake of sharing that medicine or really even healing the community, but for the sake of feeling seen. And then also from that being able to monetize and sustain a livelihood from that. And so when I first read that phrase, your creative calling is your medicine, for me, I sat with that and I was just like, it not only medicine for the community, but it also meant medicine for the self, for like the individual soul. So to Mm -hmm. be able to show up and share whatever that creative gift is for you, it's so healing to show up and just be able to do that and kind of like share without any sort of expectations of who sees it or who consumes it or what their consumption means and allowing people to really intake your art and process that and let it have whatever meaning that it needs to have for them on the other end. Yeah, no, I fully agree with that and love that. I think there's so much to the creative energy, how it really is like this life essence almost of, you know, creating life is creation, giving birth, that's creation, Uh, birthing a project, that's creation and how that can be such medicine for yourself, like you said. Sometimes, especially for creatives, um, there's so much within you that just needs to be removed from your body because it needs to be expressed and shared and witnessed. Or not even like witness, but just like maybe let's say you're a writer, a a poet. It just needs to be written on the page or a painter. It just needs to be put on the canvas. It's this, this energy, this unexplained thing within you that just needs to be expressed and how healing that can be of a practice. Like there's art therapy for a reason. Um, how healing that can be for folks to just express in a different way without articulation, just this intuitive way of processing. Yeah, this brings me back to a memory from grad school. I had this one class where it was all about creativity. And I remember one of the first days in the class, the instructor asked, you know, who in here thinks that they're creative or who would call themselves a creative? And I remember I raised my hand because I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm pretty creative, right? But most of the people in the class didn't raise their hand. And there were, you know, their reasons were that they were very analytical in thinking or that they just simply didn't see 
sort of the power of art or drawing into or writing, things like that. And in the class, he went on to talk about how creativity isn't just about drawing or writing or singing or any of those things that we consider to be creative, but you can create in different ways, right? Like whatever, going back to what you said, your medicine is, however you show up, that is your creative calling, that is your creativity, and it doesn't have to look in and I think we are so used to thinking it has to look a certain way. And I also think that in some ways is kind of, um, it doesn't allow us to be free with that expression of the medicine if we feel like it's not the right medicine, if we feel like it's not the right mm-hmm. way of being creative. And so we sort of can restrict ourselves from showing up in whatever way feels aligned to us because we don't believe that's how we should yeah. show up, you know? Yes. No, that's exactly what I also believe too. Like, there's so much external noise and pressure of how life is supposed to be. And then in the creative world, like, oh, I'm supposed to show up this way if I'm a designer, an art director or whatever, that role you think you're supposed to follow. Like that's so restrictive. That's not creativity. It's so out of the box. It's experimental. It's messy. It's weird. It's all of those things. And when you're trying to figure that out, it's really rooted in what what are you curious about and what is exciting for you in that moment? How present can you be to listen to that part of yourselves and then just follow that and see the next aligned step and then keep following that. And that will just reveal what your creative medicine is, whether you are in tech or an entrepreneur or a fine artist or in nonprofit, like whatever background you're in, you're right. There's creative processing in our daily lives, making meals or thinking about events that we have to schedule with family, like whatever that is, we are all creative. And so how do we silent that external noise and return to ourselves so that we can hear that, hear that within us? About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in the squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I was going to ask that as the next step, like how do we find that? So you answered that, which is so perfect. And just touching on that exploration, I liked what you said that the process is messy. As much as I love order, the creative process needs to be messy, right? You have to be able to allow yourself that opportunity to explore without judgment of what it is. It hasn't taken its final shape or form when you first start. It probably will never have a final shape or form, right? As long as you're always iterating and doing it. So I love that creativity is part of that. Has that shown up for you or how has that shown up for you rather that creativity in your particular process of finding your medicine? Yeah. So for me, I think, and what you said about like it being messy and not thinking about how it's supposed to look like, I think back to connecting with my inner child and how I invite my clients to think about connecting with their inner child as well. And when we think about our younger selves, when they've approached creative projects or crafts, it was literally messy. Maybe they threw paint around or colored outside the lines. They used both hands at the same time with crayons or had chalk drawings. Whatever that is, there was such freedom in approaching creative things. There was no expectation. There wasn't the monetizing of hobbies like you mentioned earlier or external pressure of like, oh my gosh, I need a promotion because you're just a kid. Like you just want to create because it's fun and maybe you move on to the next thing because you're bored. So like that's distilled down. They're already distilling that essence of what is exciting me in the moment? Okay, let me just follow that. And then following their curiosity. Okay, I'm bored. Let me go on to the next thing. And they are just freely expressing themselves again, because maybe they don't have the vocabulary yet because they're young. Um, So that gets expressed in various ways. And that's what I like to think back to. What did my younger self feel like? And how do I allow myself to break out of the mold that I've been socialized into thinking my creative process has to look like? Especially in the design industry, it can feel so rigid and structured with certain phases or processes. And how do I remember like, wait, but creativity needs to be uh, free and it needs to sometimes or maybe all the time break the rules and go outside the box. And so again, that body presence and maybe even walking outside or doing something not related is super helpful for me. Yeah, you're literally describing flow. Like just that Uh whole process, right? The you do one thing and then you're feeling it out to find that next step and kind of go from there. And even in your description of the the work, like we hear a lot of uh, people talking about inner child work and there is that sort of association with inner child work and trauma and like healing the trauma. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the other side of like, what did you love as a kid? Like what made you feel so happy and joyful? How did you think before, like you said, you were socialized, you know, just kind of tapping back into that freeness that we really felt before we learned about all of the the rules of the world and, and what we should do and how we can't be and how we can't speak and so much restriction. It's like tiring. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I feel like, you. <laughs> let's bring it back to the young versions of ourselves. But one thing I, I love that you mentioned earlier is just the different communities that you work with. So one thing I love that you mentioned earlier is the different communities that you work with. So you mentioned BIPOC communities, LGBTQIA, immigrant background communities, uh, women, just everyone on different spectrum of identity. And one thing that we can take away from all those different communities is the fact that they're all marginalized communities. And I'm really Mm -hmm. curious what that has meant for everyone that you've worked with in terms of that struggle with balance, rest, self-care, creativity, and how that's shown up for those folks, especially because I can definitely, I'm in those communities, a couple of those communities. Mm -hmm. And for myself, I've noticed that there is a struggle to almost feel like when I want to participate in a self-care activity or do something creative, it feels like I'm wasting time. It feels like Mm -hmm. I should be doing something that is productive, something that is going to make me money, something that is going to... I don't know, help my status in the world. And so has that shown up in that way for yourself and perhaps some of your other clients? And why do you think that is? Oh, yes. You're speaking exactly to all the things that have come up in my own um, reflection and with clients of thinking about survival, essentially. A lot of folks from these backgrounds are maybe parents or ancestors had moved from a place of survival, especially thinking about colonization and thinking about assimilation and trying to adjust into a different way of living that may seem different or just unfamiliar and thinking about, okay, how do I take care of my my children and my grandchildren? And just moving for, through that and not having the space of self-actualization and dreaming. And so that conversation comes up a lot of, okay, how do I thank them for surviving so that I can be here today to dream and pursue those creative ideas that maybe they were never allowed to have because they didn't have that energy or that space to do so. So how dare I not honor them by pursuing my creative medicine? How do I so be so grounded in that remembering and honoring them to show up fully? And so that's one thing that I think about. And also on the point of, oh, I need to monetize what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm wasting my time. Like that's another huge thing too that I've experienced and others have of how capitalism has shaped our thinking of our value so tied to productivity, what we produce and create. The more we create, the more value we have. Maybe we have this idea, oh, we'll get promoted because we're working longer hours or a salary increase by showing up in this way. But that leads to burnout. How can you show up fully 100% if you're burned out working all the time and your creativity is drained and your energy is drained? And with all of that, It's thinking about and reflecting on how violent patriarchal capitalism and colonialism disrupted actually many cultures, patriarchal societies where women and queer leaders and healers really led community care. And it was from a place of slowness and pleasure and moving with the cycles, menstruation cycles, lunar cycles. And thinking about how a nine to five of what we know today of the work work schedule is so tied to male biology of their hormones are on a 24 hour cycle. Whereas with folks with ovaries and uterus who experience menstruation, that is a seasonal cycle similar to the moon. And so how do we return back to that of that slowness? 
of having that one week of productivity, but resting, caring for ourselves as different moods and energies shift. So that's the dream to be able to go back to that way of being for sure. Yeah. So there's a lot there of thinking about creativity is deemed as unsafe or unstable. How do we shift that mindset within us? Of Like, wait, there's another way of being because it has been before. Yeah, it's such a, I almost want to label it like a, a potent act of rebellion to yes. to really embrace that kind of thinking, right? To go back to, we don't need to be working all the time, burning ourselves out to, to get to what, like to what end, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like, you keep chasing the the goalposts, like the promotion, the, the specific income bracket, whatever is next. And it just keeps moving further and further away. And then you're always kind of burning out and doing all these things that may not necessarily feel aligned or serve you on a like a soulful level, but you're doing it because you should. And it's so interesting too, as you talk about sort of like the cycles and the moon and the menstrual cycle, and all these different things. That's been something that's been so powerful on my journey recently, just kind of returning to that. And I know this is, you know, controversial and whether or not you choose to be on birth control or not, like that is your business and that is your choice. But for me, I noticed that when I stepped away from that and I started to really embrace my cycle and understand the different symptoms, the ebbs and flows of my energy, what I feel, like how my intuition is so heightened now. It's like I mm-hmm. like I can I can sense things on such a somatic level that I feel like I was so blocked from sensing before, but it's so powerful. And you kind of start to wonder, you know, how some of the different systems that we have or the different things that we do now are setting us up to almost ignore our intuition, almost just kind of be moving through life very automatically without necessarily thinking or feeling. We're just kind of doing things for the sake of doing. And so a lot of the work that you're kind of talking about, the embracing the creativity, the you know understanding that your ancestors worked really hard and did all these things so you could now dream. It's allowing us to really embrace intuition, to embrace flow, to embrace slowness. And it is such a privilege to do so. And obviously mm-hmm. it's going to look different for everyone. But I think if we have that opportunity to lean into that where we can, it is truly life-changing. Yes, there's so much there. So thank you for sharing that. I. Um, yeah, there's so much in terms of being able to be in touch with our cycle for those experience, we experience a menstruation cycle of this heightening of our intuition. And like, it's a whole other conversation of the issues around, you know, birth control and how the healthcare industry has somewhat suppressed or taken advantage of women's bodies or not understanding correctly our needs. So yeah, just saying there's so much to that. That could be a whole other conversation. And I'm glad that you're tapping into your intuition more strongly. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I want to kind of touch back on one more piece of the capitalistic or capitalist Mm -hmm. conversation that you started here. What have you observed, whether this is on a personal level or with your clients, as some of the consequences of us being fed the capitalist ideas, ideals, and how has that been affecting our way of showing up for ourselves creatively or in any other way that we might need to show up in order to serve our souls? Yeah. So some things come to mind. So for example, I think about inventions and technology attempting to cut down on steps or decrease time and effort on certain actions or chores, but it actually creates more time to do more work. So it's really interesting where, oh, let's say we have a Roomba or some type of different automatic vacuum instead of physically vacuuming ourselves. 
there's less body movement. You're working at your computer longer because you have more time because you're not doing that activity anymore. And you know, if you need this, no shade, but it's like an example of like how innovation has shifted into, oh, you have more time to do all these other things. Well, how do we have presence with the activities or the tasks that we have at hand? Or how do we use that new freed up time to socialize with our loved ones or to actually rest and pause on our work? So those are some things that come to mind in terms of innovation and technology. And yeah, how do we remember that presence of, okay, well, if this is how a lot of capitalist structures and ideologies are coming up in in tools and in products, how do I challenge that and not fall into that and play into that and do the opposite of what they're trying to brainwash us into thinking? <laughs> and so how, yeah, so it's a lot of like questioning of ourselves of what feels good and what does that look like for us, especially if you have a really busy day or or several meetings back to back, thinking about what do you have the capacity to do while we are living in this capitalist world, which is just facts of, okay, how do we adapt to what is possible and what mm-hmm. we're able to do? So maybe it's deepening the quality of our breath in the five minutes between calls or closing our eyes and sensing what is alive for us in our body or what sensations are coming up. Or maybe it's active type of rest and we're just jumping up and down to move the energy in our body. Um, and so that's those are some ways I invite folks into practicing, especially if they're having challenges living in this capitalist world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I love that you mentioned the tech, <laughs> the, the rise of the different tech things. And I've definitely seen this a lot in social media, just being on social media, but then also working in marketing where there's almost this push for us to consume more, faster, quicker. Mm-hmm. Just You know what I mean? So we have the rise of short form video. It's like everyone wants a snippet. They don't want to listen to a whole podcast. They don't want to watch a whole YouTube video. They don't want to read a book. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, all all the different software that we have now, you know, get a snippet of this, a snippet of that. And it's just sort of like, it's, I think it, for me, it's so, I don't know, like disappointing. I feel like because Mm -hmm. here you have, you know, there's something beautiful about that creative process when someone writes a book or writes a song or creates like a long video and they put so much of their heart into it and their creativity and just joy. And for us to kind of be like, well, we want to get this quickly so that we can move on to the next. I feel like it doesn't serve us. Like where, again, where are we going? (laughs) Like what is the rush? No, exactly. Like where are we going? So, Um, No, I love that. And just kind of slowing down because I do have busy days, but one thing I will never sacrifice is my morning routine. I am taking my time Mm -hmm. in the morning and Mm -hmm. that is that. And at night, I just love to take my time with my nighttime routine and like settling into bed and just I don't know, really basking in the time that I have. And it's it's necessary. It's so necessary. So thank you for those different suggestions of how to pause during our day or even if things are moving quickly, like there are ways for you to kind of still honor yourself and slow things down, even if just for a few minutes. And no shade to anyone with a robot vacuum. T, if you're listening <laughs> to this, I know, I know you have one. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But yes, I would love to kind of discuss the connection uh, also too between 
creativity, rest, and abundance. So you've talked about how leaning into rest and really honoring our creative calling, our creative medicine, how that can lead to more abundance, right? And I want to just say right here that abundance, you know, as you know, isn't just money, right? We're talking about Mm -hmm. just abundance of the things that we want to enjoy, right? In life, more time, more peace, more love, all of these things. So can you explain that interconnectedness and sort of where you see people embracing creativity and rest in order to, I guess, help them see the abundance that's in their world? Yeah. So when we do rest and we have that spaciousness and remove all this external noise, whether it's this social media consumption or listening to the news or hearing other people's perspectives or thoughts, how do we quiet that down, rest, slow down so that our subconscious can do the heavy lifting? Like how effortless and easeful that is. So for example, I'm sure many folks have experienced and maybe you have too of getting so many ideas or intuitive uh, messages when you shower, when you're driving, you're going on a silent walk because you don't have your phone. These are the very, unfortunately, very brief moments where we're not glued to our phones or technology because we're not distracted by other noise. We're left with our own selves. And maybe for some folks that can be scary too. And that's why they might feel like the need to be constantly stimulated by other things and not sit their thoughts. So that's something that comes up in terms of rest, abundance, and creativity of slowing down, resting, getting in touch with your subconscious, doing that heavy work, and the abundance of more creativity can flow from that. Your truth can be fully expressed. More projects and expressions are your truth distilled into a creative thing when you get that channeling or that clarity from slowing down and pausing. And you have the energy to even pursue that project or that task at hand. And really abundance, whatever that looks like, flows from honoring that essence within you, all those gifts. And so maybe if we're thinking about folks who have a full-time nine-to-five, when you are rested, you can fully show up at your job. Again, you can intuitively channel more ideas with ease, effortless ideation and development of projects. Maybe you have fresh perspectives that you were able to see because you were so bogged down into this one way of thinking for too long. You have a renewed sense of energy and you show up and engage with coworkers and your team. And you just show up with more new energy. And from there, yeah, there could be financial abundance. So maybe you get that promotion or that salary increase. Or if you're like a freelance or someone doing other types of work that might not be a a traditional job, people might be reaching out to you and want to pay you for your craft or want to just like collaborate and get to know you because you have this new sense new energy that is magnetizing, that people can really feel and sense it because you're showing up in a different way. And with that abundance piece again, what I mentioned, community is waiting for your medicine to be shared. I mean, if you think about your favorite artist or let's say if Beyonce or whoever that is hasn't dropped an album in a while, aren't people pestering them to... Uh, drop the album or a single or some teaser in their comments or making silly jokes about it on TikTok asking, where is it? So that's pretty much what community is looking for you. Like, where is that? And how can you do so by having that rest for yourself? Again, like, how can you honor your ancestors' sacrifices? 
and see what abundance could come from there. So for example, for me, if I didn't create a magazine project that was really just led from curiosity and experimentation and play, I had no expectation of where it was going to go, but it ended up opening up so many doors of being invited to host workshops at universities of being invited to my alma mater to speak on a panel to the current students to co-develop a retreat and connect with so many other creatives and collaborations. So you have no idea where one little idea could go. It's all about honoring that and seeing what abundance flows from you. And so, you know, bring out that idea from your journal, from your computer, wipe off the dust and see where that goes. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too, like loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit score safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress, there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Yeah, I think that really challenges that notion that to get everything you want or to have to experience abundance, you need to work more, do more, consume Mm -hmm. more, 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 more. You're saying that 
as you lean into ease, as you as you lean into rest, perhaps more quiet time, sitting with yourself. And no, this isn't about not working. You're still working, but you're just mm-hmm. kind of allowing yourself to honor when you need rest, when you need to pause. You're becoming more magnetizing and perhaps some of those opportunities flow to you. And it's not that you have to go out there and burn yourself out to get to them. It's that you were sitting in that place where you maybe got a a spark of an idea and you were like, oh, I should reach out to that person. I haven't heard from them in a while. Let me see how they're doing. All of a sudden, now you're connecting. You're having coffee. It leads to something that leads to something else. And all that it was, was that idea that you had in the shower, you know? So I love that. And it's so like, I can think of so many different moments in my life as well when I've had that, where it's just been like, I think, oh, you know, maybe I'll like, you know, reach out to that person. Maybe I'll go to this coffee shop and do this thing one day. And all of a sudden you look back and you're like, wow, this particular thing that I'm experiencing right now with this connection, this, you know, community that I've now found was literally born from that one random idea that I had when I was in a time of pause and quiet. Mm-hmm. So mind blown. <laughs> Yeah. And is it really random? Like it, that well, idea you know was based not. on your heart. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. It was random. It way too new. <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's all about like, are you going to say yes to making yeah. it come to life? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's not random. You know, it's not right. It feels <laughs> to us, it may feel that way. Cause it's like, where did mm-hmm. this come from? But the whole time it was mm-hmm. like, you were taking steps or things were happening to orchestrate that to happen. I love like yes. playing that game with myself of like, Oh my God, like I just, I don't know, for me, it's if I connect with someone or something happens, I'm like, this had to happen. So this had to, I'm like, how did all of, like, it's like when you sit and think about all the ways that things had to shift just so you could like meet a random person or have this, and again, random in quotes, right? Opportunity. You realize like, no, some things were moving behind the scenes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, oh oh my gosh, I I love that. I truly love that. Especially again, just just even the the piece you said, I just want to touch on this really quickly, the um, piece about the ancestors. I think when you look at it from that POV, right? And think about this is not, I I shouldn't feel guilty rather for resting Mm -hmm. or for following my dreams. In fact, my ancestors worked hard so I could do this. And so to not honor that would be almost like disrespectful to them. To not honor that would be like, they sacrificed so much so you could be here and you are just not taking advantage of your privilege in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at it that way, it's sort of like, you're like, no, I have to. I have to honor exactly. this dream. I have yes. to do this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much to that for sure of like, okay, how do we move? How do we transition or shift that energy of guilt and take that energy into like, wait, this is a gift. Thank you. And then move from there. Absolutely. Oh. Oh my gosh, Isabel, this has been a beautiful conversation. I can't believe we're like heading into the end of it, which is so wild. Time has flown for this entire conversation, but I've enjoyed it so, so much. And I would love to ask you a couple more questions before we wrap up. And the first Mm -hmm. is, what is one last piece of wisdom that you would love to leave us with today? Yeah. So I would say to keep following your curiosity no matter how weird or random or if it's not mainstream. Because like we just mentioned, the idea is not random. It was placed on your heart. And now it's your responsibility to use your creative gifts to bring it to fruition. So don't you dare play small because oppressive systems are already doing that every day. So don't join them. Oh my gosh. I just got chills. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I think I needed to hear that. Oh my God. Hi. Um (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, before we wrap up this episode, I would love to know where we can find you online, follow along, and what are some things that you are looking forward to manifesting in 2024? Yeah. So thank you again for having me. I'm Isabel Bugsick, and you can find me on Instagram at Unconventional Bliss or visit my website to book a free clarity call and learn how I can support you in bringing your creative calling and see what that medicine is. And some things that I'm looking forward to for next, for 2024. Uh, a few things I'd say. So one is some more travels. I'm actually going to Costa Rica, Philippines, and Japan in the next few months. So that's actually a lot for me. <laughs> and it's yeah, um, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. And so what will that look like in the next 12 months? And then what else? I'm, I'm dreaming up other ways I can support my community. So I'm thinking of this is kind of like a sneak preview of a new group experience for guiding folks to move from ideation to launch with rest integrated from a decolonial trauma-informed lens. Because, you know, sometimes it's hard, like aside from the energetics part, I'll also help the technical side of things just because I've moved through all of that and I've made those mistakes for you. So how can I share that with folks? And also a fun VIP type of experience to offer my design and art direction expertise for really anyone who's interested in bringing their uh, creativity to life in a more high touch way. How can we bring their branding in a soulful, accurate representation of your spirit and message. And lastly, just in-person events and growing my local community. First of all, I love the group experience that you mentioned. I think that is so needed. And I don't know if you've heard people talking about how we're in like this time with, well, at least with the astrological shifts, we're in a time of things changing, right? The system, people are so tired of the way it's been done for so many years and yeah. it feels so disempowering. I believe that's the word, but it's not, it's not good. It's not, it doesn't feel mm -hmm. good with our souls, with our hearts, anything. And so I think this particular experience that you're talking about is so needed. So I'm very excited for you. And then all of the other things that you mentioned, especially with community. And I know that I'm also trying to do some like in-person events here in Dallas as well. And one thing I will say is that people need that because you never know. I mean, having family or even like a friendship group, a lot of people have that, but there are also the people that don't necessarily have that who maybe they're new to the area. Maybe they just simply don't feel like they fit in anywhere. And to offer these like events or these spaces where they can come together and kind of be in a very safe space, experience the energy of other people, like-minded souls, and to just be able to share and feel safe about sharing. I think that is so needed as well. And so I'm very excited that you're doing that work because just even from this conversation and talking to you, I could tell like you're going to do an amazing job of bringing that to life. So I'm very excited. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. And thank you again for joining me on today's episode. And for anyone that wants to connect with Isabel and just find out more about the work that she's doing, then you can find all of the links down in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.